Danny Bonet is coming to South Florida playing at Luna Star Cafe this Friday evening, and Danny is on the line. And welcome to WLRN. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good, good. And where are you? I'm in Manhattan. I'm in New York City, New York, New York. I, I kind of figured that because I looked at your website and, uh, and your amazing uh, history, and I think living in Manhattan helps. Well, playing on Mountain Stage helped, to be honest. <laughs> Mountain Stage was a very popular NPR program. Uh, it featured folk. It was a folk music program. It's still on. It's, it's still on. Oh, we used to air Mountain Stage many years ago, along with Prairie Home Companion. Are you still on it? No, I haven't been on it for quite a few years, but I'm on all the best of albums. So What happened? Oh. What happened to that gig? <laughs> Um, I actually started doing my own music and um, decided that it was going to be best for my own career if I left West Virginia. So, you know, I mean, it's one thing to to say, okay, I'm okay just being a side person. And I am okay being a side person, but I also have my own thing, obviously. So um, I needed to grow. Well, tell so me I, about that Mountain Stage gig. When was it? How did you get it? How long did you have it for? And how did it help you? Well, I was actually on the, um, I was on the very first Mountain Stage. So that's kind of aged me just a little bit. But we don't talk about that stuff because I'm ageless and timeless. Right, and so, Mountain um, Stage was a live folk music program, uh, kind of a variety it was show? Folk and everything. Okay. It was every, they had everything. And who was, um, who was the host of that show? The host of the show... Um, was Larry Gross and um, Kathy Matea, who is actually from West Virginia, is now the host hostess of the show. And um, so you have every kind of music. It's not just folk. It's not just country. They had Zydeco. They had Dr. John played on there. And the beautiful thing about playing on that show was that I got to play with all these people. So I played with Sarah McLaughlin on there. I also toured with her outside of that. Oh, gosh. Warren Zevon did the show. Are you uh, from West Virginia? No, I actually, my, my people are from the motherland of New Jersey. But I ended up going to school in West Virginia. And then right out of school, had a musical partner named Julie Adams, who still does the show. So Julie and I were the fabulous Twister sisters. Yes, I know. That was our name. And <laughs> were you the Twister I, sisters before Mountain Stage? Uh, no, we were Stark Raven before Mountain Stage. And then um, they needed a name for us because we were asked to be guests on the very first show. So... Julie told them, oh, call us the Twister Sisters, because we had a little comedy thing that we would do with our band where she and I would put on black curly-headed wigs and matching shirts and tap shoes and sing Chattanooga Choo Choo. Yes, we did that. We were adorable. <laughs> the things I do for entertainment. And then I did the show for around eight years. It was great because the nature of my instruments, you know, violin, accordion, vocals, and whatever, I got to play with a lot of people, a lot of really amazing people, Richard Thompson, and, and oh, the list is just crazy. Did any of those, so, well, who was the most impressive of all the artists you played with at Mountain Stage? Did any intimidate you? You know, it was amazing because it was West Virginia, and we were, we were, we always kidded uh, that we were like the Waltons of rock because... 
they're just nice. Everybody there was nice. And we all go out to dinner afterwards. So, you know, I remember sitting next to Garth Hudson of, of the band and Rick Danko's across the table from me and you're eating, you're hanging out, you know, and people were just really, really down to earth and really nice. And I also at the time had horses. I rented a place, one of the perks of being a musician in a small, smallish city is that people would really like to have you rent their large space. <laughs> so we had a barn, we had horses that people paid me to leave their horses there and I got to ride them. So after the show, I would take everybody horseback riding. So it was, it was kind of wacky. It was a wacky, wacky gig, but I just felt like I needed to do my own thing. I got to that certain point, you know, everyone, you got to grow. Change is good. And things have been okay since I, you know, I lived in England for a little while. And I realized that I'm much too exuberant to live in England. Even you you couldn't just be calm and relaxed. <laughs> no, they used to nickname me and they'd call me, um, Denny, look at, look at that. Look at, look at, look at. <laughs> So, so I actually named my last album was called Bright Shiny Objects because I do live in, well, we call it upstate Manhattan. So we're still on the island, but we're at 181st Street. And I look out at the Palisades and the, the GW Bridge and the water, and it's just gorgeous. So I'll be talking to somebody on the phone if I'm facing in that direction over there. I'll be talking on the phone going, boat, <laughs> big boat, <laughs> bird. Because we see a lot of nature up here. It's great because it's like I don't see big buildings. I just see nature. So that's pretty, pretty nice. It's pretty, pretty nice. Danny Bonet is on the line. So tell me, and, and you're going to be at Luna Star Cafe on yeah. Friday. So you left West Virginia, a secure gig with Mountain Stage and left London for New York. How hard was that transition? Were you like starting over? Well, it, it was harder living in England because a lot of the people who I played with might not have been as popular in the UK. Whereas once I got to New York, which is kind of where I wanted to be anyway, you know, everybody knew every, everybody and they knew me and it was not like just starting over from scratch, which is kind of what it felt like, you know, in London. So, I mean, I, I've, I've worked hard. <laughs> I've paid my dues. I slept in, in um, back seats of cars and slept on base bins in the back of, you know, vehicles while we were going to gigs and, you know, and, and honestly, I could say that I'm not jaded in any way because I just love playing music so much. I know it sounds goofy, but it's true. You know, I'm, I'm happy to play to 10 people. I'm happy to play to thousands of people. And I've been really lucky. I got a gig with uh, Cindy Lauper playing in Cindy Lauper's band. So I toured with her for a couple of years and we played concerts on the Great Wall of China and we played uh, all over Australia and Japan, all over the States. And I got to do the tour bus thing. Um, I toured with a girl named Suzanne Radigan many years ago. That was my first tour. And that was right out of Mountain Stage um, on a double-decker tour bus um, all over Europe. So I, I did that, you know, so I don't mind being in a car. <laughs> I've actually played um, now, <clears throat> here's where I got a name drop, Carnegie Hall in New York. So that means you've made it. <laughs> well, I was supposed to have made it in February too, but unfortunately it got postponed to next year uh, again. But um, yeah, I, I always kid that 
now I'm, I'm also soloing with some symphonies. I have a, I'm playing with um, a symphony in, uh, in June that just came through. And um, of course, that means I have to go shopping for another outfit. So maybe while I'm in Florida, I can look for, yeah. you know, because they're not showing the, uh, the summer gowns here in New York yet. <laughs> I assume that when you play with the symphonies, it's your violin, not your accordion they request. <laughs> Why? You got something to do? What? Um, no, I, I, I do. I, I play and I sing. I have, I have quite a few of my own. It's all my music that has been orchestrated for full symphony. And we're about to orchestrate a couple of the songs from this new record for this upcoming concert. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Well, I'll tell you what, let's play something from your new record. What would you like me to play? Um, I am going to let you play, and I say let you because it's not released yet, but I, I would love for you to play Love is a Circular Thing. And this song is a song that was written by myself and a guy named John Cobert. And John Cobert played keyboard with John Lennon. So that makes me this close to the Beatles. It makes me that much closer as well. That, that close. And, um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's just piano and, and violin. And you're, you're going to premiere this puppy. Here's Denny Bonet.
Denny Bonet from her new album, Love is a Circular Thing. The new album's not out yet. When is it scheduled no, to be released? No, it's actually going to be, uh, it's going to be mastered. You're even doing the pre-master here. Um, it's going to be mastered, uh, I think, by on March 7th by Scott Hull of Masterdisc, who's, if you look at his discography, it's crazy. I mean, this album was so different from any record I've ever done. Normally, you know, you're in the studio, you do your thing. And, you know, when we started the album, really at the end of 2019, right after we started those sessions, I went to England and was invited to Peter Gabriel's studio for a songwriting drink off. It was kind of like that. It was it was a songwriting workshop thing, but it was done in the the pub that's next. <laughs> so there was about 15 of us and it was so remarkable because you would just start a song and then walk in the next room and somebody and you'd just start writing and I I was part of about 15 songs or so in that one week, and it was so much fun. Denny Bonet is on the line. She'll be at Luna's Star Cafe this Friday. Well, you've played in so many configurations on the mountain stage and in orchestras. What's Friday night going to be like? Um, I'm performing as a duo. I'm going to be with my my longtime uh, musical partner here, uh, uh, Chris Flynn, who is going to be playing guitar and He's got a pretty nice resume himself. We're just adorable. We put yeah. on a we put on a show. I noticed you have a Wikipedia page, which is impressive in itself. But, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but you also have played with Friction Farm, Rod McDonald, and what was your experience with Pete Seeger? I got to play on one of the last recordings. My really good friend Richard Barone knew him quite well. What was it God's? Looking at you, he, I'm sorry, you're, again, I have to look it up. No, that sounds I'm, familiar. That sounds familiar. Yeah. But um, I played violin and accordion, Michael. <laughs> so did Pete uh, Seeger say, no, play it like this, Danny? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, and there, were, there was a bunch of us in the studio, you know, and, and it was really wonderful. Really, really wonderful. And again, from your Wikipedia page, I see while you were in New York, you've played the morning shows. You did Conan O'Brien. You, you represented the United States at State Department, sent you all over the world? Or, I, I mean, it's pretty they impressive. Sent to, they sent me to Zanzibar for a month. It was like, what a great gig this was, you know. And that was one of the last things, you know, that I, big things that I got to do because they gave me an apartment in Stonetown. I taught music at the local music, the, the only music college in Tanzania. And it was a college. And meanwhile, I mentored the local rock band called the Stonetown Rockers. And these guys, they were amazing musicians. So they were so good. I went back on my own a year later, right before the plague hit and took them in the studio. And so there's one track on the album that features them. I have been just so lucky. I guess when you do something long enough and you keep hanging in there and, 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 and you keep a good attitude, you know, it's like every time I start thinking, okay, why am I doing this? Then someone calls me up and says, hey, why don't you play Carnegie Hall in two months, you know? Um, or, you know, come sit in with such and such or meet so-and-so. And, and, -so and, and um, 
you know, there is a nice community here in, in the city and people like to give New Yorkers a bad rap, but I, I do think as long as you are supportive of other musicians, they're supportive of you. What was your Saturday Night Live experience like? <laughs> I played in, in a small chamber group with somebody who sort of had one hit, but it was it didn't matter. I got to do it. And mostly it was a trip because you're sort of all in this green room together waiting for them to sort of march you down the hall and you go in the hall and you see all these pictures of yours, John Belucci, Tina Fey, whatever. And, you know, I'm going, okay, this is pretty cool. You know, <laughs> it was great. Denny Bonet is on the line. Denny's going to be in South Florida for a show at Luna Star Cafe this Friday night. Let's play another song. What should we do? How about uh, Girlfriends of Dorian Gray? It sounds like you were one of those girlfriends of Dorian Gray. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like to always uh, ask people. So if, if you're coming down to this show, you know, if you can explain the story of the pictures of Dorian Gray in one minute, you win. I don't know why you're going to win, but you'll win something. I'll, I'll give you anything. What do you want? <laughs> Trip to New York. I'll cook you dinner. It'll be great. Here's Danny Bonet, the girlfriends of Dorian Gray. So many leaves on 
The Girlfriends of Dorian Gray by Denny Bonet. Denny is on the line. She's making her way down to South Florida to play at the Lunastar Cafe this Friday night. When you started this career, did you have any idea where you of how you wanted to project it, or, or are you surprised where it is now? Well, I'm I'm always surprised. <laughs> Every day I'm surprised. No, I I started. Um, I was when I was I was in music school. I got a degree in classical violin. But on the weekends, I played in a Texas swing rock and roll band. And we played like Asleep at the Wheel and we played stuff like that. And, and I loved that music. And I actually thought, you know, I, I wanted and also theater. I was into theater. So thus we have we put on a show. Um, you know, one of my biggest beefs with any uh, solo or duo artist is I'm there to see a show. Even if I'm there to hear your music, I want to be entertained. And, you know, even if you don't like my music, I want to entertain you, you know. So the theater part, my, I'll never forget calling up my, my parents and my father being on the phone and me saying to my dad, I think I want to drop out of music school. I'm good enough with it now. You know, I just I want to go into theater. And he said, you can always go back to the theater, but you can't. Once you put the music down, you won't practice. You won't do your thing. So I kept at it for him. And also I was on a full scholarship and they said they wouldn't pay for the theater part. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, you know, I, I guess I always kind of felt like in, in being lucky, the mountain stage gig enabled me to learn how to fake every style. So I, I could sit in with an Irish group. I could sit in. I did a lot of bluegrass. I did folk, rock, jazz all of that. And so in my music, there's a little bit of all of it. And once again, because I am eclectic, you know, I kind of feel like all isn't all music folk music, all music is uh, it comes from folk, it comes from something and, and it's, um, it's all good. And I have my the tune that I wrote with the that I wrote the lyrics for the Tanzanian guys is all around the world music is love. It's all about music. It's all about love. And that's kind of, as long as I can make people happy playing my music, then I'm happy. And thus I've been able to remain a happy person because people still want to hear it. So <laughs> all I, I, right now, life is hard for everybody. It is. I, I haven't talked to a single person who hasn't been affected by this whole plague thing. And, um, Life is hard and and life is just really so precious right now that I kind of feel like it's way too short not to be able to share something with each other and to be grateful. And I'm, I'm grateful that I'm talking to you today and I'm grateful that I'm going to be coming to Florida. I'll see my family. I'll get to play some music with my my friend. And, um, you know, it's going to be great. It's going to be really, really fun. Danny Bonet will be in town Friday playing at Lunastar Cafe in North Miami. And it was certainly a pleasure talking to you. What, what should we finish up with? Yeah. Can I just mention something really quick? Sure. Um, this, this is the ultimate name drop, okay, for, for me, because um, when I talk about being super grateful during this whole period of time, the players that played on this album that I'm about to put out are off, off, off the charts, and they did it. They sent me tracks. We did things remotely and we've just, you know, put it all together. And 
Um, I, I have Sean Pelton from Saturday Night Live, who plays drums on Saturday Night Live, he sent me stuff. I have um, Leland Sklar um, is playing bass on one track. If you look up Leland Sklar, um, he played on every album you know in the world ever. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and it's just the, the players, the players, just everybody gave me their talent out of love. Uh, Sarah Hickman singing some stuff on it. And we're talking about doing a tour, actually. If you know Sarah Hickman, she's amazing. We toured together many years ago, just the two of us. And we're going to do a little girl, gee, your nails look terrific concert. What's the name of the new album? I keep changing the name of the album, but this week it's called Off the Record. So it's not it's not out yet. It's going to be out very soon. So, oh, I got the Spin Doctors on there too. <laughs> so it's got a little bit of everything. You know, it's it's pretty nuts. Well, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us, Danny Bonet at Luna Star Cafe this Friday evening, and uh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It was so so wonderful to talk to you, Michael. You're a doll. Thank you.
it's written in a song. It's all good. It's all fine. It's ridiculous and sublime. It's all good. It's all good.